What's up, guys? Welcome to the Social Bamboo Podcast, teaching only the fastest and most sustainable social media growth strategies out there. I'm your host, Derek Fidel, and on today's episode, we are talking about sales tactics I probably shouldn't be teaching, part one. Hopefully, that adds some mystery and some a little spice to what we're talking about, but really, uh, I do hope to deliver for you guys today on that title because if you implement this you know, essentially persuasion tactic throughout your life, not just in a sales setting, you're going to hear a lot more yeses out there. You're going to get people answering the questions you want the way you want a lot more frequently, especially if you listen to every part of this series that I do. I'm not going to do them all in order. They're going to be kind of uh, spread out, um, but uh, I should be coming out with a minimum of three or four of these different episodes. I'm sure I'll come up with different sales tactics over time. I mean, I got a list of them on my phone here, so it's probably going to be a a longer series, Um, but I think you guys will really appreciate this. And like I said, this is going to uh, help you out in life, not just in sales settings, all right? Because sales really is life. You are trying to get um, you know, life to work in your favor, right? People to work, uh, people around you to work in your favor. And, uh, just the quick note on persuasion, persuasion and manipulation are a totally different thing. And persuasion is the best. Uh, if you're a good person, then being a persuasive good person is how you can actually do good in the world. If you're a good person with no persuasion skills, you're like a brilliant warrior without a sword. Okay. If you're a good guy, you, you, better equip yourself with some uh, arsenal here, all right? And uh, that's what I'm going to do for you guys today. So the first uh, tactic we're going to talk about is, (laughs) there's not like a simple way to define it. So the explanation is when you are proposing someone a solution, right? You're asking them a question. Hey, do you want to do this or this? The first thing is when you ask two answer questions and you present people with both answers, One, that already gives you quite a bit of control over where this conversation is going. And I'm going to give plenty of examples, but a a two-answer question is the first part. So so you say, hey, would you rather do this or that? Would you rather go to Denny's or IHOP today? You didn't give another option, right? You just said, do you want to go to Denny's or IHOP? So you give two answers as the possibility, and then what you do is you make sure the answer you want them to choose is the second one that you say. So an example, let's say that you're some type of service provider and you're trying to get a meeting scheduled for someone. You could say, did you want to get that meeting scheduled right now or did you want to touch base next week? Or you could say, so did you want to talk next week or do you want to actually just see if I could come out today? Do you see how that is completely different? If you say the first one, did you want to get something scheduled today or did you want to look at next week? What are they going to say? Uh, let's look at next week. That's convenient. And it was the last thing that they heard. They're more likely to just repeat back what you just said because that takes less energy for them to do. Less thinking about it. And people do what is convenient for them. That's essentially what is at the root of a lot of persuasion that I found out. And a lot of this is just making the most convenient answer to be the answer that you want is what a lot of persuasion is. Before I go into another example, let me quickly just say that the reason why this is so important for me to talk about is because you are naturally designed to not say it this way. This will rarely come out of your mouth the way it should without intentionally thinking about it. Otherwise, you will likely just want to say the uh, the good option first and the bad option second. So how it might sound in a sales conversation 
is the customer might say, you know what, we're thinking we might want to do this later. And then the salesman might say, okay, well, I mean, if you guys did want to get it today, you would get the deal. But I mean, we could talk next week. Yeah, let's talk next week. Okay, That salesman just completely shot themselves in the foot because that is how people want to say it. Because they said we could talk next week. The first thing that that salesman's knee-jerk reaction is to be about is, damn it, that's not what I want. So let me say what I want and then I'll acknowledge them. They're like, well, I mean, you would get the deal if you did it today, but I guess we could talk next week. And they're like, shit. Like they just heard what they just said, right? So if you first acknowledge what the customer said, which is probably not what you want, and then flip it, it's gonna sound a lot better. So if the customer says, would we be able to give you a call next week? You could say, yeah, you guys could totally give me a call next week. Uh, however, I don't know if I'd be able to do the deal uh, at next week like I can do today. So is there anything about it that is off or is it maybe just a little bit too much money? And then you can just like lead back into a conversation about it where you're trying to handle their objections or you could just uh, leave it at, I don't know if I'd be able to get you the deal if you did it next week is the only issue and kind of just pause there. You would have to play it out based off of that particular uh, conversation with the customer and be able to feel it out, which is why ultimately practice is the only way to really get good at sales. Uh, But let's look at one more example here. Let's say a server at a restaurant trying to sell dessert at the end of the night. How most of the waiters or waitresses come out is they ask something like, did you guys save room for dessert? And what do they say? No, like they didn't even, they don't even think about it. They just say no before they even think of you know, if they're even hungry or what the dessert menu is. They don't even know what is for dessert. And you're like, do you want dessert? Like, why would you ask that way? You just have heard every waiter and waitress say that forever. And then you've said no to them. Why have you not caught on that? It's not the way to ask it. Uh, (laughs) But anyways, so an example, if you came out and said, did you guys want to look at some dessert or, or are you all full? you know that you're going to get the second answer there. If you said a two-answer question where you like kind of the answer to both of them, but the the answer to the second one is more likely what they'll choose, you would say, did you guys already know what you want for dessert or do you want to take a peek at the menu real quick? I didn't say, are you too full? I didn't even give them the option, okay? You just kind of take it away. It doesn't fully take it away because they can still be like, oh, no, we're, we're good, right? That answer can totally still happen, but I'm reducing the chances of it happening. And also, the reason why I'm not saying, hey, did you want to check out the dessert menu or did you already know what you want right now? Because it sounds like, oh, isn't that the better solution? I know that they don't know what they want right now. That's obvious. Rarely do people look at the dessert menu before they've actually gotten to dessert. Unless they've been to that restaurant before and know what kind of dessert you have, every scenario of them buying dessert would be first them looking at that menu. So to be asking for a yes or no answer before they've looked at the menu is a guaranteed no. So stop asking unless you've actually made sure they've checked out the menu. 
Make sure you give two answer questions with the second option being the one that you want and kind of decorate it to be the more convenient option because in a lot of these cases, it actually is the much more convenient option for the customer, right? Like in that service example, did you want to look at next week or did you want to see if I could knock it out today? Yeah, let's knock it out today. Is the customer so much happier that they did it that day too? Definitely. So just remember, like with persuasion, you're convincing people to do things that they actually want to do. They just need help get being guided to why that solution is best for them. Manipulation is convincing people to do things that they don't want to do. But in all of these scenarios, hey, check out the dessert menu. You should probably check it out. What if we had your all-time favorite dessert and you didn't even know? Like, and now I just made you say, no, I'm full. And I just screwed you out of the dessert you wanted. What a dick. What a jerk you are, right? <laughs> the reason why I say that is because you have to understand this with persuasion too, to kind of have the mentality to know like what you're actually doing is that, uh, yeah, you're helping people make the better decision with less friction and with less of them having to like strenuously think about it. Because as soon as strenuous thinking comes into it, the answer is no. And that is what you keep setting yourself up for. So that concludes today's episode. Be sure to subscribe and go to socialbamboo.com for any extra free and paid social media gross resources your business might need. I'll talk to you next week.